Welcome, campers, to Camp Divination. We are your hosts. I am Ryan. And I'm Jordan. And I'm Carly. <laughs> As a... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Welcome. <boy. laughs> this yeah. is a great we're, start. Uh, <laughs> we're, um... Hi. Hello. <laughs> so we've been talking for, like, since we started doing this about how excited we are to do a UFO encounter. Yeah, yeah, And it's, yeah, it's yeah, finally yeah. here. <laughs> and full disclosure, I had like a day. Okay. I had a day. So I had planned on listening to this episode today and then I didn't. So I'm going into this <laughs> blind, which means I don't know what the fuck we're talking about right. besides aliens. So you know what? It's going to be extra fun for me and I am here for it. So hit me with your motherfucking questions. Let's do this. Also, I got out my uh, cosmic. See you next Tuesday deck because it's alien themed and it's the only alien themed deck that I felt was appropriate. And also I packed my other decks because I'm investigating tomorrow. So <laughs> also, this is this is what we're working with. There's probes so and specimens. <laughs> so basically this is Excellent. the deck to use. And you know, yeah. It's gonna be that, fun for all that of makes us. Makes perfect sense. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so Ryan, you want to start off with like a brief summary of the case uh, yes. for, for yes, Carly and for those who haven't, if you, again, if you want to go and listen to the entire story, um, just click one up on the list. Episode and, 134. Uh, last... Yep. Yep. The story of the Linda Jones encounter. All right. Uh, setting is 1979 in um, Manchester. I can't remember the the town it doesn't matter right now anyhow a little little country uh countryside we have a family a mother and two children that are off uh they were actually walking one of the children's friends home and then they kind of decided to hang out by the river and uh you know play or play along this kind of countryside here out of nowhere they witness a craft in the sky that basically looks like it's an airplane uh, crashing to earth and you know and uh they freak out basically they crouch down they watch it fly overhead and then after that they try and take off to see where it had landed or where it had crashed once they get there they realize it's not a it's not a fallen uh you know airplane it's actually a strange craft hovering just above the ground a crescent shaped shaped craft uh that is almost has it's almost see-through but it's dark and warbly I tried to explain this the best I could when we did the episode. Warbly. It's kind of like it's kind of like if you watch the exterior of it, it kind of like moves and shifts a little bit. Yeah, it like trembles. Right. Warble. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. The mother, she's she's instantly drawn to it. She finds herself just for some reason she can't like she's very fixated on it and starts to walk toward it, and all of a sudden, she realizes we better get the hell out of here. And grabs the kids and they start running. As they're running, we this craft ends up taking off and it's basically alongside of them as they're like running through the grass, which the grass is the grass is like enveloping them within it as it like comes up and grows up around them, uh, which is really weird. Um, needless to say, they book at home. They make it. They make it. They're great. You know, good to go. Um, Linda, the mother, ends up, her eyes, she has, uh, her eyes are basically pretty burnt. Yeah. Uh, they're kind of very red, bright, and scaly. Um, she starts to develop strange, uh, strange markings on her, along with the daughter, which we didn't mention that in the episode, but the daughter gets these strange markings. The son has really bad, uh, nightmares about these weird beings coming and taking him in his bed. Uh, the mother starts to have issues, uh, like menstrual issues, goes to a doctor, finds out that she uh, basically had miscarried and had an ectopic pregnancy. <gasps> Gasp. And so, needless to say, she's. they had also, which I didn't mention, by the time they got home, it was 90 minutes later of what seemed like a 10-minute run home, like from that area home. So the mother, after all these weird like symptoms and this loss of time, decides she's going to go through hypnotic regression. So we go through the process. We don't get a whole lot, uh, mainly that she was at the she was watching the craft and she watched this being come out like this tall, dark being. And then she finds herself being floating, like being lifted off the ground and floating onto the craft and being placed on a bed. 
uh, with multiple beings around her. They shine a bright light in her face. She feels a weird cold sensation between her legs. And then it's basically done. And so, and this is, after that, she starts to have just kind of more continued strange issues. She's had a couple run-ins with Men in Black. Um, she gets random um, requests from the doctor to come come for a visit or for a checkup. Uh, she follows up for the results, and there's no record of her ever going in, nor any doctor that she's ever, that she had supposedly met. Her husband and she end up having a couple encounters while out driving. Uh, one time their car stalls, the headlights start kind of flickering, and so they pull over, watch a big craft that's uh, flying above their heads and zip off. And then they start following this car um, because they decide to follow because it's dark and their headlights aren't working great. So they follow behind a car that disappears in the middle of nowhere. Um, And then they make they have to make up for a loss of what was it? uh, Three and a half hours. I think that one. Yeah. Um, And then we also find out about years before this, there was also another encounter of lost time for like five and a half hours with her and her husband. Damn. Um, And then also we just. We find out that she's actually had a lot of lost time and stuff like that growing up. And so that's basically where we're at. Her abduction, the hypnotic regression didn't pull out a lot. But, I mean, we at least know that she has, she was able to recall being lifted onto a craft, placed on a table and examined. And apparently impregnated and exactly, by aliens. Yes. <laughs> that's what I'd like Alien to think. Alien spawns. I fully, I don't even want to believe i believe i believe it <laughs> I, I think we can wrap up now then i i mean you know yeah. bye thanks for coming I, i'm not gonna say yes and this time Just i believe yes. we're done here awesome i'm into goodbye it. my work here is done <laughs> no but i also wanted to say that when you were talking about after the war bullying when you were talking about how much she was drawn to the spaceship I don't know what this says about me, but my brain just immediately heard Wayne from Wayne's World going, (laughs) we have been spotted and we're being drawn in by her laser beams. (laughs) 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 Anytime you can make a Wayne's World reference. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Wayne's World should should be referenced at all times, and yep. if it, we're not talking about pop culture, then what are we That's doing? True. <laughs> Wayne's World and Aliens belong Agreed. together. Agreed. I'm sure of it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, what are your what are your first impressions, Carly? I like stories like this one. I don't know why I find them more believable when it's not just like a one and done, but it seems like they're like have taken a specific interest mm. in this family and in her specifically. But I've heard a lot of stories like this and kind of like the one that we were talking about last week where the uh, entity or whatever it was, the attachment was kind of like focused on the one family. I find it really interesting in alien abductions and it reminds me of the episode of The X-Files with Dwayne Barry. Um, And maybe that's why I'm particularly drawn to this one or why i enjoy this one a lot because if i'm being perfectly honest most of my ufo knowledge comes first from x files and then (laughs) and then from (laughs) learning about it but um yeah i think that there are a lot of cases where they are drawn to specific people for whatever reason and i think that's interesting so yeah i i didn't have anything set off my bullshit bullshit detector well, good. so there's good. that <laughs> i think a lot of the heavy heaviest hitters are when there's been some form of either attachment or just progression from childhood into adulthood and you know and even if it's something they find out through hypnotic regression or whatever else um finding out that they've been visited you know throughout their lives i think it's i think it's definitely a lot more common than not for sure yeah yeah well, the way that she seemed drawn to it and then realized, hey, we shouldn't be here. We need to get the fuck out. Kind of makes me think like it was familiar to her. So she and then was like, wait a second. This is a the bad kind of familiar. Oh, that so, makes sense. 
I never really thought yeah. about that. Like maybe just on a subconscious mm-hmm. level, she has like a, a a certain comfort level with the experience because it's happened. You also before, have to take into consideration, right? though, she realizes this after their experience, after their abduction. So, I mean, yeah, this is yep. like a split right. second thing, but they've already been abducted, examined, probed, whatever happened. Yeah. Like not only her, but the children, because they, they yeah. also have this same experience. So. I think I think yeah, it's it would make a lot of sense for her to like immediately recall. Oh, this is bad news. Yeah, you know, especially given that, right? So what you're saying is that moment between when she's when she's feeling drawn to it and when she realizes that she should run. Maybe that isn't the split second we think it is. Maybe that's the lost time in between those two feelings, right? Right, like. She's drawn to it. She gets pulled mm-hmm. into the craft, goes through all the things that she discovered through hypnosis. And then after the fact, that's when she's feeling, oh, shit, we got to nope. get out of here. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's, that's sort of a thing that that is usually confusing with these cases is like, where do you place the events uncovered through hypnosis? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it, they're, sometimes they aren't very clear about the order the order of events yeah you know yeah Hmm. i think that's super interesting because at first glance when you when you just hear the what she remembered naturally it's it's sort of a weird juxtaposition right like she's so drawn to it and then all of a sudden for no reason she snaps Mm -hmm. out of it and is like we gotta go go. yeah 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 so that makes that makes a lot of sense do you that does make a lot of sense because ryan and i have discussed our our position our uh, opinions on hypnotic regression many times Mm -hmm. on the show and they've evolved over the years um where do you stand with it i have mixed feelings on it i think that if you're not working with the right practitioner then you should not do it i think that a lot the same way that a lot of psychics or a lot of mediums are in it for the wrong reasons you need to be careful about who you go to so i used to i used to think that you shouldn't go under hypnosis at all because they can implant false memories they can mm-hmm. really fuck with your head they can do a lot but i actually met a friend on instagram who does hypnosis and in talking to her and learning about how she does it i kind of had the same realization about hypnosis that I did with mediumship that it's about the practitioner and how it's practiced. So I have never experienced hypnosis. I've never gone through it, but I have talked to her about um, trading services basically to like help me with some of my mental blocks and I would help her with some of her things. Um, So I I will report back, but I'm in the middle ground where I... I hold space for the good parts, and I also am willing to say that I think that there's a lot of shady people out there. Yeah. But I think that that can be said for pretty much anything. So. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I, I think generally I, I'm more apt to, to buy it when the person who is guiding the hypnosis session has nothing to do with ufology or... You know what I mean? Like the person yeah. who did Linda's in this case was a therapist. It was just a, it was a, a run of the mill, mm-hmm. for lack of a better term, therapist. It wasn't someone who is from that world. You know what I mean? Who? Yeah, that's interesting to me too because I think that plays a pretty important part, especially with like with UFOs or abduction experiences, because I think a lot of people tend to automatically dismiss it to a degree because we've already heard, we've been like, okay, okay, hypnosis, all right, you know? But because we've heard so many stories about people who were just so heavily invested in UFOs and when they put people under, they do ask leading questions. But if it, if, if it was like that with a psychologist who has no skin in the game or no information, and this is the story that came out, to me, that makes it more believable because, I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of questions the therapist was asking. Sure. But 
it wouldn't seem like she was or it wouldn't seem like the therapist would have been going in there trying to be like you were abducted by aliens i would think that the therapist would have been going in like no you didn't Mm. see what you think you saw like let's get to the bottom of this we have a (laughs) yeah i was gonna say we have a we have a lot of kind of i mean at least for me um until we got to the linda napolitano case where we ran into bud hopkins um more focally and the way that he like coaches and creates a narrative for people uh under under uh, hypnosis and like it yeah it got to the point where like i find myself questioning almost every case that we run into now um you know on how real it is but i think i think linda jones i think hers was 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 definitely i mean it was it was legit like yeah i don't think that there was any coaching i don't think that there was anything you know anything like that that would you know put like these kind of false memories or anything like that in her head and i mean and they tried to go as deep as they could but she was only able to recall just specific short like small things um and past memories it wasn't a lot of like uh in a lot of those Especially like if you look at the Bud Hopkins cases, the ones that he that he did the hypnosis on, they just sort of magically unravel this this um, this like theatrical. It's basically like a a major motion picture worth of right in, of alien encounter that just sort of magically comes out in a couple sessions. Well, that's the end goal, right? right? To sell and, the rights. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that was his whole game mm-hmm. was like to put people under, give them this like crazy alien abduction story. He would write a book and then sell the movie rights. Yeah, um, dude was trash. So yeah, <laughs> um, and I think because of people like <laughs> because agreed, agreed, but because of people like Bud Hopkins, I think a lot of people instantly scoff, like you said, at the mm-hmm. idea of. But I think what a lot of people don't realize is that hypnosis is a very frequently used method for uncovering trauma of all kinds, Mm -hmm. right? It's repressed memories don't instantly mean alien abduction, right? Like people go through shit and they repress memories. And in order to, to deal with their trauma, the, the hypnosis allows them to access those memories and deal with the trauma head on. Yeah. Let's get right into it, if you will. Hit me with it. All right. I'm ready. So I think, hmm, I want to I want to start kind of at the at the basis here. So with so when when they see when they see this craft, do we? I want to I want to try and create more of a timeline if we can, because I know we can assume okay. that you know as she's being drawn to it, and then all of a sudden, like when she runs away, like what. I, I want to I want to figure out where is the kind of point where this turns into an actual abduction if we can. Does that make sense? I know it's it's okay. a little it's a little vague. So but let me let me ask. I'm trying to kind well, of form it. Let me, let me ask then. What was what was Linda her name again? Linda I'm Jones? Sorry, I should know that. Linda Jones. Let me ask what was going on in her mind when she was drawn towards the craft. I think yeah. I think that's more so what I'm what I'm kind of leaning. And then I'll ask what happened after. What happened after? And then why did she run? And then maybe because that's like a yeah. story. So if I do it that way, oh motherfucker! I have a past life deck that has extraterrestrial stuff. Uh. In it. I know where it is right now. Okay, so oh, what was happening before is the tower which is funny in this case because it was a literal crash. The Emperor and the Queen of Probes, which, which would be the Queen of Wands traditionally. So she saw the crash. What was drawing her to it? It seems like, I mean, I don't want to say like divine force, but the Emperor card makes it feel like, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a specific word. It's like like a homing beacon. There we go. Okay. That's that's the word that was that was lost in my head. It's almost like not like a not there's there's a sense of familiarity. It it felt like there's there's like the curiosity, but with the Queen of Wands there, 
it seems like she saw the crash. Something about it sparked an interest with her, obviously, because they went to find mm. it. You know, I don't blame her. I would have done the well, exact yeah, same of thing. Course. I mean, um, so right after the crash, when she's going near it, she saw the crash. She felt the pull to go towards it. She's curious. She's interested. The Queen of Wands is the spark of passion, of interest. It's usually curiosity bet or led. What happened immediately after is the seven of specimens. So that is, that's a card. That's the seven of cups. That's a card of options. The eight of pentacles. It's the eight of discs in this deck, which is learning. That's a card of apprenticeship and the seven of pentacles. So that's interesting because that seems like something happened. I don't understand that answer. Something happened. Okay, so this is the before. This is what happened when she's drawn to it. This is what happened right after. This is what happened when she runs away, right? That's how I did it. Yeah. Seven of Cups, that's the card of having multiple options. To me, that could indicate some confusion, not knowing exactly what is happening. If the Seven of Cups comes up for me in my day-to-day, it usually pops up when I don't know what the fuck to do. It, it, that card always annoys me if it's for me. But in this case, for her, that would seem like I could take it literally, samples, <laughs> <laughs> or figuratively, a, a general sense of confusion. But um, the image on the Eight of Discs, it's like a it's like a female alien, but she does have a little spacecraft where her belly would mm-hmm. be. <laughs> when and that that caught my eye. But with the eight of discs and the seven of discs right next to each other, let me actually open the guidebook for once because um, you've been. Okay, so the eight of discs says you've been plugging away on your own, trying to master everything through your own grit and effort. True mastery comes from learning from those who have come before you. So learning, learning from them some lesson that she learned. Hmm. I mean, that's a fairly, Um, that's a fairly common um, trope with alien abduction is they'll reveal some knowledge to the the media of the universe and blah, blah, blah. Right. Or, or like a warning mm -hmm. about something, you know what I mean? Yeah. So this does make more sense because I pulled out, I did pull out the guidebook because I was like, the fuck? The seven of discs. I'm just going to read it from the guidebook for this one. It says, you've been working so hard. It's difficult to imagine how everything will turn out when you're so deep in the mud. Take a step back and reevaluate the big picture. Make sure everything is working how it's supposed to and you're putting your energy in the best places. So lots of confusion. A lesson was learned, and then a feeling of mm. what the fuck, <laughs> like, um, and not being able to really fully see what was happening around you. So here is the before, here is the during, and here is the after. Oh, that's interesting. The after is the divine. This would be the Empress card, um, but that is that is an inter- interesting. And then we have the Devil, which is. In this case, I think it's leaning more into the connection because it's the devil card traditionally is is being chained to something, right? But in this case, we have the theme of um, multiple experiences, right? So like a link to it. And that's kind of the, oh, and then the five of ray guns, that would be the five of swords. Um, and that's that's normally like a card about like fighting for position um, or fighting in general. And maybe that just was, I don't know. How did she feel about it? Was she like over it? Did she not want this to happen anymore? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah that would make sense. <laughs> I mean, it, that, I, I could mean also, I oh, that could also be oh. her maternal instinct kicking in and like fighting to, to get her kids out, out of there. Right. Oh, right, 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 right. That makes sense. Because this divine, is the after we're right. on, right? This is the after. So the divine, there's the recognition, because she had the recognition. The devil, I've been here before. Fuck this. I'm out. The five of swords. 
Whew, that was a yeah. whole that was a there whole ass journey we just went <laughs> <Yeah>. on. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, um, I I think it's it's important to to like to realize for people to realize that like even someone who reads tarot every day like you do who is like super deep in this there's nothing wrong at all with like pulling out the guidebook and oh yeah like especially with a deck you don't use as often things like that like it's i think uh because there's a there's sort of a weirdness about that right in like the tarot community the like some people are for it and some people aren't yeah no there can definitely be some stigma i am pro guidebook um I actually fucking love a guidebook. I know what all of the cards mean, but sometimes the guidebooks have different phrasing and they're phrased in just the right way that I'm like, I am missing mm. something about this. And if I yeah. feel like that and I pull out the guidebook like I just did, I'm like, oh, well, that's why, because it's phrased in this specific way, because I know that the eight of pentacles is an apprenticeship. I know that the Sen of I know what the Seven of Pentacles is too, but the way that this guidebook specifically phrases it was the answer <laughs> that yeah. I needed. So yeah, I, I am pro guidebook. I can do it without a guidebook, but yeah, I fucking love I love a guidebook. <laughs> do you think the, it's there to guide you? Yeah. Do you do you think the like energy and intentions of the people who write and create the deck you're using? are part of the sort of the web that that is weaved when you read the tarot? I think so. I, well, for me, I like, I like the meaning that they add to the cards. And I think that that's why I enjoy the guidebook so much, because the creator has their own take on the card. And I like knowing what they specifically intend for that card to mean, because yeah. I don't really look it up if it's like... Um, I have so I have a bunch of just pretty basic decks and I don't really look it up then because eh. yeah. <laughs> I know what it means. But with decks like this, um, where the guidebooks are different, I will I will usually if I'm stumped, I will usually take the time. Otherwise I just yeah. pull other cards and be like, What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. So And that's yeah. that's even bigger with like Oracle decks, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're yeah. they're sort of all over the place. Oracle decks, right? Oracle decks, I almost always read the guidebook, aside from the Memento Mori, which is my main deck for mediumship. Uh, yeah. I almost always read the guidebook for those, um, just because every deck is different. So unless I've used it and memorized it, which is hard to do. <laughs> right on. So I'm next question. I'm sort of um, I want to know more about the the sort of ongoing experiences. If there's mm-hmm. some some motivation that we're unaware of why they keep coming back to her, why she keeps having these experiences over ostensibly over her entire life. She's been having experiences. So yeah, I I just want to know why she was the chosen one. Yeah. I, I like when I heard that before you get into the cards, when I, when I heard that she found out after this, this main event, when she found out that she had had an ectopic pregnancy and a miscarriage and gone through all that stuff, I, I thought that like, I almost expected her experiences to stop after yeah, that. Yeah, I mean that's that's fair. Like, like you know what I mean. Like they they would essentially I, assume she's like a an unworthy unworthy vessel or an yeah. unworthy whatever. Um, sure, I can't sure. really think of the best word or for like, it, but yeah. That's that's sort of the narrative I had in my head was like, you know, because I instantly go into like screenwriting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know oh, yeah. what I mean? I like, feel that for sure. And that would, if I was writing the story, it would be like, you know, she would find out that she had been, maybe she'd been used as a surrogate for hybrids for her whole life. And then she has this like failure of maybe she just can't be anymore. To, she's you know, reached her limit. Right. Or, you know, yeah. something like that. And then that. they, yeah, and then if I were writing the story, she would suddenly not have any experiences yeah, that's after fair. that. You know what I mean? And that would point toward that. But that's not the case. She kept having experiences after after that. So, 
Yeah, I'm I'm just yeah. I'm really curious about what the the nature of that connection is, why they keep coming back to her. So I actually went and got a different I so I have the the original deck and then I went and get got one of my other decks. It's not a ton more clear. I'm gonna do something that I don't normally do and we're gonna lie on the imagery more than the traditional card meaning. Um Okay. I think both are going to be important this time. So we started off with the tower again, which is interesting because the tower was the first card last time and I shuffled a fuck ton. So we have the tower. And in this case, I think that that must mean something specific. Um, originally, it symbolized the crash, but I, I'm thinking that this is just going to be the symbolic event for whatever initially gathered or gained their attention to her right okay but then we have the two of discs which would be the two of pentacles which is seeking balance for whatever reason so i have heard a lot of abduction stories where there are a lot where they're like performing experiments Mm -hmm. and stuff like that but i've also heard a lot where people are being abducted and kind of healed for lack of a of a better word where they're like here you go. I fixed you, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, that is what immediately comes to mind with that. Um, then we have the four of ray guns, which would be the four of swords. Um, but the image on that one is a person. Well, I mean, it's the same as a the, the regular four swords of someone sleeping. But this one is someone sleeping on like an exam <laughs> table with um, things stuck to their chest, like little sensors to be things yeah. <laughs> that was my yeah sensors that was my <laughs> sen- sensory sound okay um <laughs> and then we have the five of probes which is why i said let's pay attention to the imagery yeah uh, for anybody who can't see it's just a bunch of dildos <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> um and that one threw me off a little bit because traditionally the five of probes would be the five of wands, which is um, conflict. And I don't think that it means conflict in this instance, um, <laughs> which is why we're, we're going with the imagery here. And the other reason is that right after that, we have the chariot, which is an abduction. Oh. In this instance, the chariot is is grabbing the reins. It is it is following the path that you desire. But the illustration on this card is a little UFO picking up a person. And the next card is the six of specimens, which would be the six of cups. And the illustration on it is a little alien child. Um, so yeah. I think that mm. the reason why they kept abducting her lies in her pregnancy that for whatever reason whatever event drew their attention to her i and i can't even say if this happened for sure but if there was something that they felt the need to step in and heal her and then we're like wait a second though this one would be great for breeding you know why why are aliens interested in breeding with humans i don't know i why is that a thing i don't know but Maybe that's a bigger question we could ask. (laughs) That's a question I'm really interested in. I want alien babies. Why do you like your humans? Aliens, and I don't, I've had enough babies, okay? No, thank you. Yeah, same. It's Ryan's dream to one day father a a school of hybrid alien babies. that's fine. (laughs) You can find your submissive and breedable alien lady. I support this for you. (laughs) I'm all about that alien love. As long as she's willing to do what she's told. Uh, I think you might be outmatched. Uh, yeah, so I I did I did pull from the Uncover Your Past Lives Oracle because this one has an actual alien card in it. And I just was wondering if it would give me a different answer. It didn't really clear anything up. We have architect, so like there was a plan. This was a purposeful thing along the lines of the other cards. Then we had leader, um, benefactor. They so whoever 
decided that this is what was going to happen. They thought they were doing a good thing for her and then emancipated slaves. So the answer with that one was, well, eventually we let her go, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I would, I think, I think they just were hoping that she could have alien babies for them and she didn't, or maybe her babies were half alien. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Like that one movie. (laughs) That I watched. I don't remember what it was called anymore, but I watched it and the one kid was potentially an alien and he got sucked up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. Dark, Dark skies. Dark skies, yep. maybe, is what I watched. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm glad you... Same page. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's a, there's a weird thing with, hi- with the whole hybrid theory. For me, it's very reminiscent of the, like, the changeling concept mm-hmm. um from Love Fae, changeling. yeah from Faelor. but there's there's some weirdness to it because of the like the social implications i think the like when when people really honestly believed in changelings there was some pretty horrific shit went down mm-hmm. based on like the burning of labeling theory yeah, like based on them labeling children as changelings and deciding that, you know, people would have a child that had some issue or was maybe neurodivergent or had some physical deformity and they would just label them a changeling mm-hmm. and terrible things ensued. Yeah. From that. So I always get sort of an icky yeah. feeling when it comes to the hybrid baby topic. But mm-hmm. I like the I like the version. I I guess I feel less icky <laughs> about the version that where like they're taken the person who's abducted is taken to like the they go travel to another world and they're like introduced to their their collection of hybrid babies that are living living happily on this. the alien Basically, planet. They're just you know taking what I mean? the Like yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. These are your hybrid <laughs> siblings. Welcome yeah. to this place that's not Earth. Congratulations, this is your sister, you've survived. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's um, I I like that version better than because sometimes it gets really weird when like these people who believe they've been abducted and they start they believe that their children, their actual human children here on Earth, are hybrids. Yeah. Right. Like that's think, that's a very. I think different... it, would, it would be. I don't. I, I feel like it'd be pretty obvious. There'd be some like I don't know. I, I maybe not, but I feel like there'd be like some specific yeah, but... or like very evident like traits or or something. But I mean, again, you know, they have big eyes, so that must be part alien. I... <laughs> you you have to remember though that a lot of these people are the same people who think that like Hillary Clinton unzips her skin right. and reveals her lizard self before she goes to bed at <laughs> night. That's, that's you know true. what I mean? Like it's so or Sarah it's, Sarah Palin that doesn't believe in dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. If exactly. I was a lizard, <laughs> stupid. I would let my lizard skin. I would I would unzip my skin. And just roam about and terrorize the neighborhood. That's what would kind you? of lizard person I would be. Awesome. Yeah, I would just yeah, I'd T Rex arms it. And so you'd be like a little mini Godzilla, <laughs> just running around terrorizing oh, 100%. the town. Yeah, yeah. I would make my children get their like little. What are those cars? Hot Wheels. I don't think we even have Hot Wheels anymore. <laughs> I would buy Hot Wheels specifically to act out Godzilla, like home. You know, movie you could Godzilla. do that right That's now. That's what I would do. I you could, could, but I don't have yeah. lizard just skin. Just paint yourself so, green. You know, film it, it's and a then point. just How? make sure I get to see it. You How am even... I supposed to live, laugh, love, live lizard skin edition? <laughs> you don't even need to to paint your skin green. You literally could just play a lizard just theater of the mind yeah. that shit true and yeah <laughs> you should definitely do it i could you know this is this is my life purpose this is my calling forget talking yeah. to <laughs> dead people and aliens and all the other things that i do my life purpose is to be lizard woman <laughs> well with that said i feel like we're very off track 
You heard it here first. <laughs> yeah, first. yeah, just we a are. little bit. Let's get back to aliens. <laughs> um, so I, I did have a question because I'm curious about the ongoingness of this because we know after she goes through, which I guess I'm also curious about the hypnotic regression and why they couldn't dive as deep or recall as many events as they were able to. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know if that's something we can really like dive into or if that's just more so just cause I don't know, maybe she couldn't open herself up that much. Maybe. But my other thing is, did this continue? Because we don't really have, I mean, we have, we have a couple other like random events and men in black encounters. And then also seeing the craft with their husband. And I guess, yeah, they did have lost time too. Yeah. And that was in 19, like 80 or something. Yeah. But I'm, I'm curious of how long this went on because if they, yeah, there's no real conclusion. Right. Yeah. So like, if they were just like, Oh, you're dried up. We're done with you. But then they're like, taking her and the husband later on i mean so they're like well we'll try again i guess well let's keep trying um so i'm not sure that they ever stopped um i'm not great with timelines i'm not great with time frames um but i just asked what i asked the cards is if the abductions or the visitations continued And if I'm asking a yes or no question like that, I judge the cards positive, positive being a relative term in tarot, positive cards, yes, negative cards, no. I pulled five cards. They are all positive. So yes, I think that this would have been, this would have continued. But the cards are the nine of specimens, which is the nine of cups, a wish granted. So Whoever this like authority figure that came up in the past lives deck was may have felt like he was granting her a wish in some like I I don't know I maybe sure yeah I I yeah. I'm not exactly sure what to think about this like I I think that at some point the breathing part stopped I'm not entirely sure but then we have the eight of probes and the eight of probes would be the eight of wands it is fast moving energy so I think that these encounters did happen very quickly so I know that there's missing time but to her they probably felt pretty like like the experiences that you guys told me about before like pretty fast then we have the three of probes which is future planning three of specimens which is the three of cups that is um hanging out with friends it's like a celebration but then interestingly the fool is a new beginning that's the ending uh that's the last card so i would say that this continued until her death the fool representing a new beginning um, so I would, I would think that this is a lifelong, a lifelong thing. Okay. And I, I think that her role probably shifted because I, I don't think that they continued trying to have alien hybrid babies with her for very yeah. long. I, I don't, I don't have a real firm grasp on that, but I do think that the visits continued for whatever reason. Cool. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I think the only other thing I'm really curious about is if the husband played a role at all, or if she really was just the the only, like, because several of the incidents happened to the husband well right. as well, right alongside her, right? So I wonder if he, if there's a connection between whatever was abducting them and the husband as well. Just a question off of that. We know that the kids also mm-hmm. shared that one initial encounter at the start of the story, but we don't know because I mean she obviously didn't obviously didn't want to let the children go through any hypnotic regression or relive you know these past events or whatever. But I wonder also at the same time if theirs continued. Yeah, yeah I feel like the husband would probably would have been more more vital mm-hmm. in that, or probably would have played more of a like a you know more of a, more of a role. But yeah, right. Also, if one or more of you campers out there happen to be Linda Jones's children and would like to clear that up yes, directly, please, do. <laughs> please feel free to send us a message and let us know if you've had an. And if you decide you want to go this. through hypnotic regression, we got you. Yeah, yeah. We'll set it up. Uh, hi, hello. I have questions. I'm very curious <laughs> in, uh, in general, and especially now because I asked about her husband, and I, I, 
I'm going to be honest. The answer is yes, he had something to do with it, but I don't know what to make of this answer. Uh, so we have the six of specimens again. The uh, this would be the six of cups. There's a little alien child on this image. Then we have the king of probes, um, the king of wands. Um, the two paired together seem, uh, you know, significant. Then we have the star, which is hope. Um, and then we have the six of probes, which is victory. So, okay. yes, he played an important role. What that role was. I honestly do not know. Um, <laughs> could the king I'm of probes mean clear. that? Could the king of probes mean that her husband was a, just a huge dildo? He was. He was the prober. <laughs> 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 he was a dildo. <laughs> See, yeah. I he mean, might have been. <laughs> if if I was like, if if this was a book that I was writing, then I would say that the husband was secretly an alien this entire time, and he was just like. <laughs> Surprise! It was me. It was Agatha all along. Except yeah. it's him. He's the alien. Surprise. He has the lizard skin now. We've come full Excellent. circle. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. That I, I I know that that that's one of the grouping of cards that like I understand that the answer is yes. And there is definitely more to that, but I I, I honestly don't understand what it is yeah. or like what role he played. So yeah, I that's that's gonna be a that's a blue ball question. Yeah. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> but the general the general feeling is that she wasn't the only target, basically. Right. Or the only right. focus. Right. That the yeah, that they he did was see, involved. They did as seem well. interested in him too. Um yeah. and I can't ask if I can't ask about the children. Um I'm genuinely a little bit shocked that both of those there were zero bad cards in both of those questions and that's you know not a single fucking sword the tower came out twice already and both of those cards were like yeah thumbs up happy happy days you know like how this is interesting maybe maybe eventually they sort of came to terms with their connection and it didn't end up being such negative experiences. Like they were going up their you own vacation. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Maybe they were, maybe you know, they were Woody, buds. Okay. Woody Derenberger yeah. style. <laughs> like, so yeah. I asked, hmm, I don't know. So I asked, this is the only one that has a negative card. I asked if the children had experiences. We have the three of discs, which would indicate that that's the three of pentacles. That is collaboration. That is teamwork temperance that is finding balance or interestingly um what's the word alchemy um alchemical child you know what i'm talking about jordan yeah the word um, i'm looking for um Shit. See, I knew you. You were the you're the type of nerd you could pick out what's in my brain um, but there's like an alchemical text it's a medieval thing and it's like a it's a thing. Um. <laughs> you mean like the process? Or are yeah. you like hinting at well, some kind but, of synergy? Well, I'm actually referencing... Okay, so there is a book. It's called The Discovery of Witches. This is completely fictional. Okay, but in this book, in the second book specifically, she gets pregnant with twins. She's a witch. He's a vampire. It should be impossible. Okay, but they're looking for this manuscript. And in the manuscript, it tells you how witches, vampires, and demons are born. Okay, I can't get into this backstory, and yet I am, because this is how I am as a person. (laughs) There is an alchemical process that it's it's like a chemical process. It's like a it's a child it's a childbirthing process. Oh, this is driving me insane. I'm gonna have to Google it. Okay, but look at this temperance card because it's it's fluid going into a test tube into another test tube, and there's something there. Okay, yeah. So what was the first card there? Three of discs. Yes, collaboration, teamwork, temperance. That's my little alchemical thing that nobody knows what I'm talking about. Not even me. <laughs> <laughs> the two of specimens. This is the two of cups. This is this is a love card. Why is yeah. it with the children? I don't know what to tell you about that. But then we have the Ten of Probes. So that's the negative card. Ten of Probes is feeling very overburdened. So this is a this was a this was a burden that they didn't want to carry, is yeah. is the point of this. But 
those three cards are not um, the first three cards. I'm, I mean, am I about to say that they're alien children? Don't sue me, children. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, I never did. I ever think that I would be on a podcast saying, hey, these, th- these are alien love children. That's what I'm about <laughs> to say right now. Alchemical yeah. child. I'm Googling Maybe they're right used for the purpose <laughs> of procreating as well. That would be sad. Hopefully yeah, I mean, with each other. The, oh, the children. it actually is called, it actually is called Alchemical Child. So the Phyllis, Phyllisor, nope, that's Latin. I took Latin in high school. <laughs> I actually, like for the record, I should know this, but I don't anymore. The Philosopher's Child. Um... Okay, well, that made sense in my head. It just didn't make sense leaving my mouth or in my explanation afterwards. However, I mean, so, yes. The the children really struggled with that initial encounter. Mm-hmm. Like, the I, the son had it, super yeah. intense yep. nightmares for for a very long time. Um, it was it was pretty rough on, on the kids. They're obviously scarred. So, like. Yeah, yeah. We never really got details mm-hmm. of their experience on the craft. Um, because the mother was very protective over them, like she should have been. Good for her. And she she didn't let anyone, you know, go push deeper for more information from the kids. Um, Hopefully, she did allow them to seek, you know, therapy and things like that. To or maybe as adults, they did. You know, anyway. Yeah, that's possible. Yeah, for sure. Um, but. Either way, we we don't have details on what the kids went through, um, and you know we probably shouldn't. It's really probably none of our shouldn't. business. Except you I'd hurting still your like first to know. There, possibly I, alien yeah. love children. I'd, I'd like to know also, but also this is side speculation, note, not fact. Re- yeah. Side note related to the the book you referenced the. TV show, A Discovery of Witches, is fucking fantastic. You should definitely watch you it. You should read the book then. Have you read yes. the book? I haven't read the book. I watched the show because Alex Kingston is in it, and she's like my number one celebrity crush forever. So I love... I watched the first season of the show. This is Sidebar Nation. Um, I, love, <laughs> I love the book, though. I love the book so much that I, I read the first one. I have strong feelings about the other two, but I read the first one every october yeah (laughs) like clockwork i might even listen to it tomorrow on my endless forever drive um but yeah it's it's a it's a very good series i have i have deep complicated thoughts about it as i do all things so but (laughs) uh, (laughs) yeah so it's yeah do you guys have any other any other questions i honestly i I think i'm tapped out go ahead (laughs) yeah me too i'm that's that's pretty much it i think um Mm. This has been fascinating. I, yeah. Absolutely fascinating. I don't know what I'm, to think about the last group of cards. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I'm here I'm here for this. My little alchemical love child love children. <laughs> I was I was kinda hoping to I was hoping that the spread would be like a fuck off none of your business spread, but it really um, wasn't. No. This is this is the yeah. most clear, most positive one that we've had yet. They were like, yep. yeah. "Yeah, yeah, that happened." The first, the first one threw me off. Not gonna lie, I was like, "I don't know what are you." Yeah. But once once we got rolling, I had to I had to connect in. If I get abducted, I'm gonna blame y'all. Just just for the record, <laughs> if I get be- knocked up with some alien love child, <laughs> I'm gonna be fucking pissed. I've already had. Three entire crotch goblins. I refuse. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, aliens. Hear me now. (laughs) You are going to be on the road for eight hours tomorrow. So I am. I am. It would be very helpful. If you look up and it's three hours later. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't mind that at all. What if they, what if I was just like driving down a desolate Texas highway? They were just like, yeah, and just like drop me at my location. I wouldn't be mad at that as long as there's no probing. Okay, I have boundaries, and I will. You don't know. It's them. missing time. It's missing time. So missing time. I, mean, I can miss time. That I don't would mind be a, at all. That would actually be one of the rare occasions where missing time might be welcome. 
right? Like, God, I have to drive eight hours. You pull out of your driveway and then all of a sudden you're there. Yeah. Eight motherfucking hours. How did this happen? How did this happen? Unfortunately, it usually goes the opposite. So instead of arriving eight hours later, you arrive 13 hours later and you have no idea where the five hours went. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I actually drove, I drove almost as long of a distance this weekend and I saw something and I've only told, okay, I told two people this story, but I haven't told anybody on the internet. So technically you guys are the first people to hear. Breaking news. Would you like breaking news? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I had to wake up. I had to wake up at 4.30 to make this drive. Okay. My son was competing at an American Ninja Warrior competition up in Austin. I had to leave where I live at 4.30 to make it there in time um, for various complicated reasons. Okay. So I am driving and I am in the middle of nowhere, basically. I live so far South Texas that I have to cross through a border patrol checkpoint to get to the rest of Texas, right? Like yeah. that, that's the level of nowhere that I live. And, um, it was still dark at this point and I do have astigmatism and that's important to note because I'm still trying to like disprove what I saw as I'm active. Like I'm telling you the story and I'm trying to like disprove what I saw <laughs> as, as we're speaking. Um, yeah, but I was I was driving down the highway and there's other cars coming on the other direction, but the headlights hit something in just the right way and it lit up this giant fucking shadow figure for just like a second. That's and it cool. Looked like it it looked like a fucking Bigfoot, but a shadow one, and I went, "Huh. The fuck?" That's awesome. What? Uh, I spent like, until the sun came up, I kept like, I kept trying to recreate it. So I was like, what was I doing? I was just staring ahead. And so I was, I was trying to test it. But um, yeah. So anyways, I'll let you know, because I have to wake up at 4.30 tomorrow too. So I'll let you guys know (laughs) (laughs) if I spot a giant shadow figure once more. So. Awesome. (laughs) You know, the the only time I've ever... The only time I've ever heard a creature described like that was Stardust Ranch. Where's that at? The the guy used to the um he used to see these like giant lumbering shadow creatures That's around exactly the what edges. It like. like he would see them stalking around the edges of his property. Yeah, it looked like a Bigfoot except it was like a shadow. Like Yeah. A living silhouette of a Bigfoot. Yeah, it was yeah. it was it was wild, and yeah, I was like, "Is this a are my eyes?" But I was like, "No, I didn't see fucking stars in the lights. Yeah. That was a that was a whole entire fucking figure that I just saw, like seven feet tall." And I'm, it, yeah, I don't I don't know what to think about that. Still, I'm very excited about it because I like seeing things. It turns out, um, I still don't was really want to a- be abducted. Was this a two-lane, like, rural highway, or was it, like, two lanes north, two lanes south with a, with a median in the middle? Median in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Some where, stretches like, have, like, trees in between. Gotcha. Uh, this is near Falfurious, Texas, and I know that where, because that's where like, the Border Patrol checkpoint is. I where was did near you, the checkpoint. Like, where, where, did, where was the creature when you saw it? Was it, like... In the median, was it outside the car? Was it sitting next to you in the car? You never said like, <laughs> it was, where you it actually was saw in, it. It was in the median. It would help if I would elaborate on that, wouldn't it? Did you no, look it over and it was just sitting in the passenger seat? Yeah, I would. I would flip the fuck out. No, eating some onions. Because <laughs> hey, you know all big fish like onions. Duh. You want some fucking corn nuts? You want some corn yeah. nuts and beef jerky? Because that's how I road trip. Our oh, breath God. is going to smell great. Always <laughs> be a road trip though, with you for sure. Never corn nuts. Corn nuts in the car is a atrocious. I eat beef jerky on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't road trip with me. Uh, I ate I ate pickled eggs in my car one time. Oh, and the kids were like, ah! <laughs> yeah. That's don't right. Road trip with like, me. You're like you bring like a microwaved branzino on the plane. Oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't eat away. In my defense, I can't eat gluten. Do you know how hard it is to eat on the road when you can't eat gluten? There is nothing, 
nothing aside from fucking potato chips. Anyways, it was in the median outside of the car. So the opposite headlights were coming towards me, lit it up. I saw it walk. It was like it was walking, crossing the highway. And I was like, what the fuck are you? Um, Okay, so it was backlit by the the approaching mm -hmm. cars. Okay, so it it may have just been a Bigfoot. You would get a silhouette in that situation anyway. Right. But I could still like see through it. So it was like shadowy. It wasn't like solid. So it still was like mid portal. Yeah. It could have been portaling out. See, it it was, Mm -hmm. it was something I will say that I did ask my friend Joy to pull cards on it. I like, I was voice noting her and I was, because she lives in England. So she was up by then. And I was like, Hey, I think I saw something. I don't know what to make of this. She called it something specific. I can no longer remember what she called it. But um, I want to say she said like a tag along or something like that. But yeah, you know, it was. um, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You saw a giant peanut butter cookie on the side of the highway. Like the Girl Scout cookie? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. No, it, it was a. Yeah, it it was interesting because I've heard a lot of stories and a lot of lore about where I live, but I've never experienced anything down here. So I yeah. I'm I'm curious to know if uh if that is what it is. And I wanna know if I see anything again. So Well hopefully you I'll do. let you guys know. Because that would yeah. be awesome. I hope I do too. But you know, hopefully and, you know, I do it without being impregnated by aliens because <laughs> yeah. that'd be a bummer. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you just, Life goals. you know, do you want it enough? <laughs> yeah, you gotta, take the good motto. With, you gotta take the good with the bad, Carly. Exactly. Adults against spawning. This is my campaign <laughs> slogan. Adults yeah. against spawning. I can't possibly. <laughs> Sorry, aliens. Yeah. I've served my time. Go get someone else. <laughs> I've already contributed to the population. Whatever it is that you saw, Joy's a genius, so you should probably just listen to her. She's a genius. It's true. Okay. Well, thanks for indulging all of my side sidebars as I'm like, oh, yeah. we have to record early because I have to go to bed. And then I <laughs> sidebarred. All right. I think uh, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Camp Divination. Ciao. Bye.